0: You are listening to Salty Believer Unscripted. This is Salty Believer Unscripted. I'm Josiah Walker. I'm Brian Katherman. And on today's episode, we're going to continue our conversation about the stewards of the bride. I I feel like on our last episode, we just got to talking. All of a sudden, I looked. We were out of time. Yeah, man. That went super (laughs) fast. So So, I want to just kind of continue that conversation, talk about kind of finding your role in the church or, or how somebody could figure out kind of where they fit in the local body of believers. We've talked about elders and deacons. We've talked about, you know, elders do X and kind of like everybody else can serve as a deacon or or deacons (laughs) do other things. And so you can kind of serve in in one of those two roles. And and not everybody can serve as a deacon. Not everybody can serve as an elder.
1: Well, so if you're not serving as a deacon, it's because you're probably not
0: yet in a position qualified to serve the bride of Christ. Correct. We did that. uh, Deacons are
1: serving, servants are deacons.
0: Or you're under church discipline. Yeah. You know, whatever. Or you're not a believer. Or you're a not believer. Right. Or you're not you're you know i'm not going to ask a first-time guest to help with offering right (laughs) Right. but when you get plugged into a church you're part of a local body of believers maybe you're you're a member of a church you've come in together with a body of believers and membership how do you kind of figure out where to go next right right
1: so that's kind of the the discussion i guess with the elders deacons stewards of the bride men women we ran out of time last time but i want to i want to ask you a question um Uh, I'm trying to think very carefully how to word this. (laughs) That's the problem with being unscripted. Numerous people may drop into this podcast, find it, hold a differing view, attend a church with, say, a woman lead pastor, be a woman lead pastor. Sure. um, Hold that view, that egalitarian view, or hold a view that it could go the opposite direction, that women shouldn't be police officers, they shouldn't teach at all. uh, How how do we have charity for one another— in this but still hold our conviction to god's word do you have some ideas on that because we can't just go well i totally disagree but it's really cool that you hold that view (laughs) right how do we do this or or maybe we're still right maybe you don't know but what would you think would be the way we we as christians should approach this if we profess to be christians
0: well that's a problem that's the problem isn't it i mean I, i feel like when you look at denominations you look at organizations there's Usually one or two sides of it. Either you're the kind of person that are like, hey, we're all Christians. It's all okay. They're doing their thing. I'm doing my own thing. It's you know. all good. There They're staunchy, no, but we're a little more no you No know, dividing open. line. Yeah. No
1: lines, which like, is funny because that even creates a line. One right. of our lines
0: is we don't make lines. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you make a line, you're out. I have no creed but the Bible. And then... Uh, there's other people that are like no it's this or nothing right or nothing yeah
1: man i listened to a podcast it was like no woman should be a police officer because they would have authority no woman should be a judge i'm like whoa wait a second hold on let's go let's get to the bible here and try to make some sense of this but okay so um you know i'm just thinking through like
0: how when someone comes to you and
1: says yeah well at my church we have a woman pastor like what do you say to them
0: so i i i think the, the answer to your question is really um, being open and honest about your convictions. Um, because I've seen my convictions change as I've learned more about Scripture, as I've learned and grown. We've had people come to our church who don't always agree with the things that you and I, the viewpoints that we hold. We even say on our website, you know, our church affirms this. But then, in addition to that, our elders affirm these statements and yeah. preach from these perspectives. So to be a
1: member, you need to affirm so, this. But just so you know, you're going to get some preaching from these additional perspectives. Right.
0: So I would say the conversation with a, a Christian who has a different viewpoint would be the same as a conversation I would have with a non-Christian or somebody of a different faith who has a different viewpoint. I'm going to share why I believe what I believe and how I come to that belief based on Scripture, and I think you can do that in a loving your neighbor way, where you're not beating them over the head with God's word, but you're saying, hey. Quite Clearly, this is where I see you know scripture.
1: I see this, this is my conviction, right? Which you would think that would be really celebrated in our world because we have people that are really standing on my conviction. Is yes, I identify as this. My conviction is we have some serious convictions. We love
0: diversity in certain areas,
1: but yeah, but we're not going to respect the conviction in other areas, right? But but I think that's the way I think you're right, that's the way you handle it. You say, okay, I'm, I'm gonna be charitable i'm gonna be loving you know i understand that's your view this is my view right. and that's why i attend the church i attend or that's why i do you know what i do right? right or believe what i believe uh but going back to scripture right this is what i anchor myself to because the world right. is just all, i mean everything feels like shifting sand everything yeah. is slippery and plastic and flexible and you can make it this that and the other thing and your reality is not my reality and, and you say you know what i'm i anchor to this right And so in the waves, as the waves are splashing everywhere and everybody's going every which direction, I'm not anchored to a floating buoy. I'm anchored to the Word of God. And and that's why I'm have the positions
0: that i have and if i could be so bold I, I feel like a lot of it kind of started with kind of the billy grammar of just sharing the gospel and it's you know just get the gospel out there that's all that for matters the sake of the gospel, doctrine is yeah. secondary and yeah. evangelism is is primary we draw no lines we have no yeah. and so for a lot of my faith i had that view of like man if you're really like hung up on creeds and confessions and different doctrines man you're just a stick in the if mud if you say this is the only truth <laughs> you know? well,
1: what, what christians are doing is saying well this isn't the only truth my right. truth you know, it can be my truth, and your truth can be your truth. But the Bible doesn't say that. Right. It really doesn't. Okay, so where do you f- So someone comes into... So I say all that to say, like, let's talk about it at Redeeming Life. That's where okay, we pass okay? Here. Because listeners could come in here, and they could... You know, you might be at a church that has a completely different view, so we don't want to right. broad brush this across well, all those convictions, and yeah. that'd be too complicated. So here right. at Redeeming Life, let's just kind of talk through... This is how we do it. You know, this is how you'd find right. your place here. So... Uh, Josiah, you're an elder here? I'm an elder here. Right. Someone comes to you and says, um, uh, hey, I'm a new member, or I've become a member, or I really want right. to serve. We've had, we have had people that, people serving that aren't members. Sure. Uh, some of our roles require membership, but a lot of right. the service roles don't. Uh, someone comes to you and says, hey, I really want to serve. Uh, I'd really love to make coffee. Right. Okay, what kind of criteria are you going to go to to determine if they can come in and make coffee? Do you look at their gender? No. How come?
0: Is it it's <laughs> yeah, not relevant to it's, that role, right? Yeah, like, it really does not play into the.
1: If they, we were situation. looking at them to be an elder, that would right. be one qualification. Right. But in this case, we don't have that qualification yeah. to make coffee or be a greeter, right? Or serve in children's ministry. Right. Like, we'll go to some of the more yeah, complicated and even, ones, and you know, minute, so
0: to be a greeter at their church, I, I don't even require those people to be members. I think, but to be kind of a regular attender, to to know the church so and know what, where things are.
1: How do you you're going to look at them and you're going to say, "Is this a okay,
0: Lord"? Uh, this person's asked to be a greeter, nope. or we what, want to ask what? What are you going to look to? to I, go, I look to somebody know? who's like extroverted, who you know, smiling. I look at Scripture, look at the qualifications for a deacon. So, you know? like, uh, they show up drunk? Are you going to? Because uh, yeah, they're deb- not
1: drinking a lot of wine. Right. I guess some somebody told me. Well, that doesn't say beer. I'm like, <laughs> right. oh, you're missing the point. Uh, okay, so you're but, not going to put a drunk
0: in the. Right. At the you're not going to put a drunk in there. You might be
1: really outgoing and friendly,
0: right. but. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> But and, you know, an introvert might be better suited for the the AV booth, you know, or something behind the scenes.
1: But those are those are kind of your secondary layers, right? right? I mean, we got to so, look at
0: this first, right? Are they slanderers? So then, when you look they... at, at somebody maybe passing out the Lord's Supper, for instance, uh, that person would have to be a member. You know, we're we're here, we're at a Baptist church, and so we believe you have to be a baptized believer to, to be to be a member here. So if you're somebody who holds to infant baptism instead of believer's baptism, you're not going right to. You know, right. you can come here, you can attend here, but you're not going to be a member. And I hope
1: you come here, and I hope eventually right. you see is sort of our viewpoint.
0: But, but you're probably okay. not going to help with the Lord's Supper. Right. Because you're not going to be a member well, we here. have certain
1: responsibilities that are really for the family. Right. Right? The stage presence or platform presence, if you go to Ezra, you know, where they build the platform to read right. the Word. But, like, conveying the authority of the Word of God, our our worship team, which right. includes musicians, they're going to be right. covenant members. Right. Uh, but... We're, and we're still going to assess them, it's still
0: based on scripture. All
1: are going to be assessed against this and role of a servant deacon.
0: To that point, there's even there's layers within even things like children's ministry. So if you're in the nursery, you're just watching the babies. You know, I'm going to look at the deacon language. Well, I'm, yeah, going to, I'm going to perform <laughs> a background check. Right, make sure you're not an axe
1: murderer. Which interestingly, we don't do background checks for the you know the bass guitarist. Right. Okay. Okay. Carry on.
0: So that. so that role, like, I just need to make sure you can hand out goldfish, make sure you know the kids aren't biting each other, that kind of thing. But if you're going to serve in a role of maybe teaching our elementary kids or our teenage kids, you're going to have to be a member. You yeah. know, I I need to know that you affirm the same doctrinal statement that I do.
1: Yes. And they have to be able to say, I submit to the authority right. of the elders who have a responsibility for the teaching ministry at this church, child or otherwise. Right.
0: Right? right? So. That,
1: that's a big deal. Um, okay. So if someone's looking f- to find their place, I guess they need to start by saying, like, am I... Am I Am I loving the Lord well first? Right. Am I obeying Jesus well? So that when I come to the qualifications of like First Timothy 3, you know, 8 through 13, like, do I do I meet up with, him? am I a slanderer? Am I, you know, greedy for money? Am I like, you go through this, uh, how is our household look? Am I, am I serving well in this good way? Right. right. Because I'm going to be serving the bride of Christ. I'm going to be serving the Lord. Um, so we look at that pretty heavily here. But it doesn't start with gender. No. It doesn't start. In fact, let's talk about it that almost, for a minute. It starts with faithfulness. Let's let's talk about gender, okay? Um, any issue with uh, here at Redeeming Life? We with women passing the Lord's Supper? No, no. We've had children help pass with their parents yeah. the Lord's Supper because it's yeah. the family ordeal, right? Right. Um, and here's my question: Why would we think that we couldn't have it be that way? I can't find scripture that says. Right. These particular men should do this unless maybe, maybe, maybe the bread thing with the deacons in Acts which I don't believe this,
0: was about the Lord's Supper, but it's not. It's a distributing bread to the widows. But how, how often have you attended churches where only men served in that Oh, room?
1: I remember being in it when I was, you know, quite a bit younger, like... These six guys who are always the same yeah. guys, they walk down a thing and then they do whatever. And then I always make jokes, and I think a lot of people who haven't been Christians don't know the jokes. But then after church, you're leaving and you see them behind the church all smoking together and <laughs> right. doing whatever, and you're like, who are these guys? Not saying smoking in and of itself, but like, I use that as it's a kid going, Wait a second. Right. Or they're skipping out on the service and not listening. They're out in the lobby all talking about fishing. You're like not listening like, to the preachers. Like word. the guys
0: behind the scenes are kind of running things and taking care of business kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it was a know? weird deal, right? But point being is, it, I don't think it has to be like that. It's a family affair that but, glorifies God, right? How often, though, do you feel like churches kind of maybe hold to the traditional role of deacons or ushers or things rather than Scripture, and we just go, well, the deacons do this because the deacons have always done this. I will
1: confess, I have been that person for a long time. I mean, this is a, this this view of all the servants in the church have to measure up to some kind of standard by God to serve his bride is right. a new reality for me as I studied Scripture. I mean, I used to think that there was like this group of people that were deacons, and I actually used to use the husband-to-one-wife argument to say, well, you can't— uh, you have to be a male but your this is the view i held mostly from tradition i think right. cuz i mean at least the re, the way i got to it a wife of that deacon could also serve alongside of him which is really silly why would a wife of somebody serving in any capacity not be able to serve i mean why right. priscilla and aquila serving together why would we why would we not want husbands and wives serving together True. in various ministries yeah. and going on mission trips to do what are like that's fantastic <laughs> but anyway i thought okay those are, so a single woman had no no ability right. to serve, or a woman who didn't have a believing husband couldn't really serve in that role. And then I used to create this third office, right? Like, well, here's all the other service roles. Because in my mind, the deacons collected the offering and handled the Lord's Supper. I have no scripture to support that.
0: So along that line the, with the husband of one wife, would you say if I'm a young man and I've never been married, I can't serve exactly. the church at all?
1: Well, there's some that make that argument with the elder too. If You you have to be a husband, right? right? And so you you can't, decide to be celibate and single and serve in this way and be uh, called as an elder. And, and that's a whole different conversation. But sure. I think the idea here is if you are faithfully following Christ and you're working to measure up to this standard that God would have for us to serve as bride, which really is be a good Christian. Right. Um, you should be seeking opportunities to serve. You have a, a real solid anchored place in your local church and serve your brothers and sisters and be served by your brothers and sisters. And, and that makes for meaningful family, yeah. right? You go to Thanksgiving meal and, and the one guy just watches football and doesn't do dishes and doesn't do anything. It doesn't lift a finger and everybody else is in the kitchen, you know, and everybody else is doing various things and helping. Yeah. That guy's actually on the outs a little bit. He's not, he's not, I mean, you're, you're actually outside of the group right. not helping.
0: Right. Right? Find the joy so, of helping one another. So is it safe to say then that where not everyone can do everything. <laughs> everyone right. can kind of do something. Well,
1: okay. That's a really fair statement. Um, only those who absolutely meet the position, meet the qualifications. Right and are clearly being elevated to the role of elder right. can serve as the pastor elder clearly but then even some other things not everyone right. can do everything you said i can't play the bass guitar <laughs> right, right right god has certain skills for certain people and certain skills for other people but i think there's a place in the church for everybody who's seeking to right. live faithfully for the lord
0: so so let's talk about that because we all you know at some point or another at our, are at a different spot in our christian journey let's say i'm, I'm a new convert i i've just i found God, I've gotten saved, I've come to a local body of believers, I'm coming to a local church, but to your point, you know, I, I am struggling with drunkenness a little bit. You know, I, I'm working through that and I'm trying to give up drinking, but I want to do something. I, I can't maybe greet on Sunday, but how do you help bring that person along? That's so, what you're really asking if I understand is, what if someone's not perfectly
1: lined up right. with this Can Can he pick up trash in the parking lot? Well, that's when I think we bring them along. Right? I think that's a great opportunity for discipleship and growth and say, come help me. We're going to pick up trash in the in the parking lot, and we're going to do this together, and come serve with me. I think that's when you, you have that brother or sister who's not lining up with this well, finding a role, putting them with another brother or sister to help them to line up with this better. Sure. So that someday they go, man, back when I was still you know struggling with alcohol, that was just really great. I used to come and work with, you know, Steve, yeah, and man, we would talk about Jesus and we'd clean up trash. But then, as I was getting better and doing this better, and that was years ago. And now, look, I've been sober for 15 years, and now I'm serving here and helping with this. And now I'm the I'm head of church, the hospitality, a, church <laughs> accountant, or I'm sure. greeting at the door, whatever. Now, there's some people that maybe never are going to be able to serve in those right. roles. Someone has, you know, been in prison for 30 years for True. money laundering and theft and whatever. Probably not going to eventually grow them into right. be the church accountant. But you might still absolutely have them be serving in many other roles. right? It's just a matter of just thinking about. That's the whole point of the podcast. We're stewards, we're shepherding, or we're caring for, or we're being responsible for the task of tending to the bride of Christ.
0: And and there's always something you can do, right? Whether it's picking up trash in the sanctuary as you're walking out on Sunday, or helping clean up after a family meal. I don't
1: think anybody has. Does anybody have paper bulletins anymore? I think so. I mean, I remember there was a ministry when I first was a Christian. that was like folding paper bulletins.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you
1: know what's funny, though? This is a total aside. Uh, I did that for like a year. And it was really cool because I got to sit around a lot of other brothers and sisters. You got to church early. They had coffee and stuff. And you're just folding like 150 bulletins or whatever it is. Right. And, and they used to put tons of stuff in the bulletins. And we had to fold that stuff. It was like a book, man. Yeah. I, years go by. I get on staff at Risen Life Church. And... Uh, one day I go over around the corner. I don't know, but they, they had bulletins back then. I don't know if they still have paper bulletins now, but they had you know a bulletin they handed out or whatever. And there's these people just cranking it through a machine. One guy's cranking, one guy's... They oh, had a fold folding it? machine. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, wait, yeah. they have those? And then I yep. thought... But what a missed opportunity to gather together yeah. to serve! No. I mean, those guys were still serving, but it was like instead of having eight people folding, no. it was these two guys just cranking them through, like
0: you know. I remember that in an early church plant when I was a kid, we'd go over to the pastor's house on Saturday night. We'd all our two families would fold bulletins, and then we ended up meeting in a building another church was using. And I walked in their office, and they had that machine. I'm yeah. like, that's a thing. That's, a, that's awesome. <laughs> no, so I, there's plate, there's
1: waste. I mean, that so. So we talk about men the, and women, everybody, kids, right. everybody.
0: So we talk about you know the the drunkard who maybe you're trying to help along and grow him, and you know maybe if you've had problems with money in the past, you're not serving in the accountant role, but you know everybody can kind of serve some way or some fashion, one way or another. What do you say then to the person who who doesn't want to serve? He's like, you know, I I, I really don't want to serve. I work all week. I just want to come. I just free want to come go and be served. Yeah.
1: I just want you to put. Is that her, the person food living in, in sin? I I think they are in that. They're expecting that all the brothers and sisters around them are there for them. They're putting themselves at the central act of worship and not loving their brothers and sisters as they would want to be loved. If everybody had that same attitude, there wouldn't be a church gathering. Right. Right? So there is a sense that... Now, there is a time. Maybe it's church discipline. Maybe it's the drunkard who's struggling. Maybe it's somebody who's kind of gone through a series of burnout or hurt or whatever where you say, you know what, brother, sit the bench here for a little bit. Get okay. some rest. Okay? You know... It, uh you know when i was a kid i played soccer when you're exhausted they're like come on over here and then right. they put somebody else in for a minute okay, there, yeah. there are those seasons but the person who goes church is for me right church is for me to consume i think there's a sense of sin there because it's right. an attitude of i'm above i'm not right. thinking more highly of these brothers and sisters right. and i'm certainly not here to worship god i'm here to be worshiped it's okay. not a
0: denny's it's a church right, right? Yeah. you don't just come and sit down now that being said you should have periods of rest and breaks, like you said, with, with teams. And you don't have somebody play all four quarters of the basketball game. I don't have people greeting every single Sunday. Right. Or sing, being on uh, the music worship team every single Sunday. I don't Sunday. even preach every Sunday. And right. As soon
1: as you're done with seminary, you'll be on the
0: rotation <laughs> a little more, right? So okay. there,
1: there's an aspect so of that.
0: So you, you take some weeks off here and there. It's okay to come and sit and enjoy a service and be fed. You know, I, I tell people all the time if you don't have anything in your bucket to give, then you don't have anything to help, they'll pour into other people. Hey.
1: Well, on top of that, though, I think you really miss out on some real opportunities in those more than others to experience yeah. meaningful relationships. Right, so there's a place. That's how we started yeah. with this. Like there's a, a place to, for you know, are women prohibited yeah. from doing anything, so, and we've now a, moved to everybody has yeah. a place I mean, based on do this,
0: something. Based on this episode, it, it would sound like there's a place for men, there's a place for women. There's a place for children. Man, we have There's kids.
1: This. So, I love it. I love it. We have kids that go. So, we have those little cards, like a spy on us card in the back yeah, of the seats, right? kind of like an
0: informational or card. Or
1: pens or whatever in the seat backs. And the kids go through and make sure all the pens are where. Make sure that... Yeah. So, we have kids helping. Oh, make sure that... I mean, we have... Little well, and, little kids helping alongside their parents and doing and, all kinds of stuff.
0: And with the Lord's Supper, you know, that's kinda you don't want to spill uh forty six cups of grape juice on it, some lady. Right. So a lot of times adults help with that. But I've watched is like kids will fight over who gets to collect the cups after oh, man. We pass right, the man, they They're picking Supper. up trash. You you know? We have the
1: teens that like sprint to pick up the sign out. Right. I mean yeah. there is a sense of just a a wonderful place of belonging and when you're here. we have a guy who comes with a bag of Oreo cookies every like like little baggies of Oreo cookies. Now he kinda came up with this himself. Luckily it's not peanut anything or we'd have some problems.
0: That's some but, allergies.
1: Yeah, but he but he comes and, and his place He's, he's quite he's just to welcome and celebrate and high five the little the kids right. and then he's talked to their parents and he has permission he gives them like two oreos for after church right. if you're good here's some oreos we have another person another family they make bread right like and they sort of pick a different couple or two couples i don't know how that couple of couples and they they bring bread and they pray for them throughout the week and yeah. they, and they give them bread and and so we have seniors who are doing some of those things we have kids that are running around doing things we i mean that It's just a really powerful thing.
0: And I think that's the important thing to remember, too. A lot of times we look at just the pastor role or just the worship pastor role and we go, those are the only ones that are important. Those are the only things that matter. I would say that every role in the church matters. Oh, yeah. From making coffee to the couple who prays for our service during the service. During the service. I mean, how cool is that? And I think it's important to build that culture of serving. You Mm -hmm. know, I know of a 14-year-old in our church who wants to be a pastor one day. He's not preaching right now. He's preached one. (laughs) <laughs> but because, really quickly
1: and didn't understand how he got through it so fast. <laughs> and,
0: and that's part of training him up. But because the children in our church have opportunities to serve. Well, they're singing on the worship When they become team, adults. The booth. They're doing tons of cleaning up. They're doing a lot right. of stuff. So when they become adults, this isn't a new thing. We're like, oh, now I have to serve because I'm an adult. No, you're building that culture and that desire to serve.
1: And they know the seniors. They work right. alongside. Yeah. They have friends. It's weird when you see like these massive multi-generational groups because they serve together we got i mean we got uh what a 19 year old 18 year old making coffee with some of the other older folks and sometimes yeah. they're like you're a little stronger can you carry these two <laughs> right. jugs out to win this up? water jug that kind yeah. of thing
0: just like when you have dinner at home and an whole family pitches in Church is a family. Everyone has an opportunity to pitch in and help.
1: I I remember a pastor a long time ago saying, Everybody can do something unloading the dishwasher. And he he said, You know, you put your little kid up on the step and you put the forks and the spoons and the whatever, and it's like the spoons go here, the forks, and they just start. I mean, there's just something that really unifies and connects us as a people in the kingdom of God, as children of God, and then also a part of the local church. Yeah. So. why can't women be pastors? I well, because that's how God structured it. But that's, a lot of people aren't the pastors. Yeah, in the, the same
0: reason a lot of people can't be the pastors, <laughs> right?
1: Like that's why because there's lots of things to be done, and that's one thing: preaching yeah. and heralding and overseeing some of that. It's not the it, is it the most important thing? No, I think all of these things have a lot of interconnectivity. It is important, but you know what? Without all the rest of it, I, it all sort of crumbles apart when you don't have it. Right. You know, it's all important.
0: So at the end of the day, you would say that if you're a part of a church, you should be serving. Yeah. So if I'm at a church and I'm not serving, what would you recommend I do to find a way to get plugged in?
1: Go talk to the pastors or pastor, or if there's some committee in your church that oversees the whatevers, or just go see somebody else that's serving and say, hey, how do I help you with this? And they might go, oh, you got to talk to so-and-so, or, oh, come along and help me, or... I mean, we've had people that said, hey, I noticed there's a lot of leaves building up. I don't know, you know, what you're doing. I know you're probably busy, whatever that might be there, but... Would you be willing to use me to help clean yeah. up the leaves? And now we got a guy who's like doing tons of that stuff, which I, is what he wanted to do.
0: I remember my first job was sweeping the, the porch and Windex in the windows, and now I get to preach once in a while, and so you never know what that's going to lead to. And at the end of the day, we all have our opportunities to serve and be a blessing to our church.
1: Which, that's the whole point of this podcast, Yeah, is how are we stewards of the bride? The bride is us. How are we stewarding yeah. the us together well, we have some that are called to be elders. Anybody serving us is, is in mm-hmm. the office of deacon and their servants, right? And then we have to just think through how God has set this up for the sake of his people yeah. and the good of his people. Absolutely. we all we all have some capacity to be a steward in one way or another of the bride of Christ.
0: So if you're a Christian, you should be a part of a local church. If you're yep. not a part of a local church, join a church. Join a church. And if man. you're part of a local church, you should serve it. You should serve the church. And steward the bride of Christ well. Absolutely. <laughs> Until next time. Thank you for listening. Find more information at saltybeliever.com.